Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. In consideration of how market conditions have evolved over the past couple of sessions, we thought it would be helpful to catch up with the UBS Chief Investment Office for some color as to the factors that have been driving the moves and how to think about positioning accordingly. So I do have here with me today, Head of Equities for the Americas, David Lefkowitz. Uh, David, welcome. Thank you for dropping by and looking forward to hearing some of your thoughts in terms of what's been driving this market movement. Okay, thanks, Dan. Um, so yeah, just a, just a few comments from us. Um, you know, obviously markets are, are down a little bit, uh, down. Uh, you know, we never got quite past 2% at any point uh, today, but down about 1.6% as we speak right now. And if you look at relative to the high on Friday, we're down about three and a half. So, you know, it, you know, starting, I guess we can call this a little bit of a dip at this point. Um, you know, clearly, uh, the, you know, inflation has been top of mind for, and probably the main catalyst for the, some of the volatility we're seeing. You know, obviously we have the, the higher than expected CPI reading this morning. You know, this comes on top of the, uh, you know, sort of indications that we're seeing some supply side constraints in the labor market, both in the non-farms payroll and the jolts data. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of concern uh, that is this going to, you know, is this, are these higher than inflation readings going to be uh, somewhat more, more long lasting? And is this going to lead the, the Fed to, to tighten a little bit sooner than maybe the market had been kind of anticipating? Um, you know, the other point I just want to make here, which might be driving some of the market action, is, I mean, we, this just could be some profit taking as well. I mean, let's not, you know, let's not forget that the market uh, over the last two months is, if you look at from from early uh, March to early May, the, the the early May high, I mean, stocks were up. The S and P 500 was up 12 percent in a in a two month period. Um, and we haven't had a, a sell-off of, of more than 3% over that two-month period. So, you know, we could just be seeing a little bit of profit-taking as well. But look, you know, in terms of our bottom line, especially with respect to inflation, and our senior economist, Brian Rose, put out a, a blog on this today, you know, there, there's no change to our inflation view. I and mean, we're not expecting these high inflation readings that we've been seeing to be persistent. I, I think the main the main risk to that view would be that if you know we did start to see the inflationary pressures become a bit more entrenched in the labor market and in wages, but I think it's just too soon to be to be really you know considering that to be the base case at this point. Um, yeah, we the labor supply should improve as the enhanced unemployment benefits expire over the next few months. Um, and then as the pandemic winds down, also, it, it's likely going to unlock some additional labor supply as schools go back to full time um, and you know, freeing up, uh, making it easier for parents with children to return to jobs. And also just the, the fear of uh, becoming ill uh, recedes that, that also should unlock some additional labor supply. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, just sort of reiterating here on, on inflation just think it's it's too early to uh for, from our perspective to change our views that this is not something more than you know to use the fed's terminology transient inflation um you know as we we have been expecting 
but again, I think the key here is that watching what's happening in the labor market and we'll, we'll be watching very, as the markets will be watching very closely over the next couple of months to see, uh, you know, how some of the, the next non-farm payroll readings come in. We might not get a more complete sense, though, until the un- enhanced unemployment benefits expire in September, you know, exactly how much excess uh, slack there is in the labor market. Uh, so, you know, as a result, there's really no change to our view on markets. You know, think think the bull market has more to go in equities. Uh, our year-end price target, just as a reminder, is is 4,400. So, you know, that's about 8% uh, price appreciation from current levels. So, yeah, I, I, I would say markets are getting a little bit more attractive after after the, you know, nearly 4% sell-off we've seen uh, just in the last week or so. Um, and And... You know the the drivers of that bull market, positive earnings revisions. I think earnings estimates are still going higher for the the balance of this year and 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 further higher for next year. That accommodative Fed that we talked about and the risks around that. You know, no no change in our in our view that the Fed is is changing the way it's it's thinking about its policy positioning, um, and just all the pent up demand that is out there uh, that will likely you know really be the the propellant of of uh, you know, a, a pretty robust recovery uh, within markets. Uh, leadership has been, you know, more more value and and cyclicals, and, and that that is aligned with how we are seeing things as well. So we uh, we have most preferred views on energy, financials, industrials, and consumer discretionary, uh, and we have a most preferred view on uh, on value, which we just uh, initiated uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and then small caps, you know, I would just, just a quick note on small caps. I mean, they've been you know, really out of favor over the last, you know, really since mid-March, the last couple months. Um, you know, I think they're, they're starting to look pretty attractive. I, I think the negative, the concern on, on small caps is that you know, how well do they do in an inflationary environment? I also think, though, because historically they haven't done well, but I think with that, that analysis, you know, the nuance that that analysis may not fully uh, capture is the fact that usually we don't see early cycle inflationary environments. So if we're still in the early stages of the cycle, I mean, we're going to see huge revenue growth coming from small caps, as we are from large caps, but even larger, uh, even bigger revenue growth from small caps. In other words, they're going to still have very good operating leverage uh, I don't think there's a there's a big risk of of earnings disappointments in small cap land, and after this pullback, I mean, the, that is looking like one of the more compelling, more tactical opportunities out there. Uh, and then, look, I, I didn't mention tech uh, and growth, but you know, we're you know, to the extent that rates do move higher over time, and uh, you know, that that's probably going to continue to weigh on the tech and growth complex and. Uh, you know, we do have a most preferred view on value uh, and a least preferred view on growth. So with that, Dan, I will turn it back to you. Well, David Lefkowitz, thank you again for dropping by the podcast. It was nice hearing from you. Appreciate your insights and guidance in terms of what's been driving this movement within the markets and how we should think about positioning our portfolios accordingly. So thank you again, David. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. And again, today we've been joined by David Lefkowitz, Head of Equities for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author 
author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. The UBS Market Moves podcast channel is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Ben Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 